Hello and welcome to another edition of the China in Africa podcast. I'm Eric Olander, and as always, I'm joined by Kobus van Staden of Witz University in Johannesburg. A very good afternoon to you, Kobus. Good afternoon. And a very, very good early morning, early Sunday morning. So we're very, very appreciative that uh, Idol joined us from, uh, is joining us on the line from Orange County, California. And uh, we're going to be talking about her new movie project that she's putting out there uh, called For Better or Worse, uh, Giving Voice to the Unheard. It's a China and Africa movie idea that she's generating at uh, her university in Orange County, Soka University, where she is a sophomore. A very good morning to you, Idol. Hi, good morning. It's very exciting to have you on the uh, on the show and well, I'll give a little back background to our to our viewers and our listeners in terms of how you came to us. Uh, you were apparently doing research uh, for a class project on China Africa. Uh, you know you bumped into our web page and then kind of sent me out of the blue an email that had uh, a PDF <laughs> for your your project and I thought this is a really neat idea. So you know every time I get a, a bright idea, I send it to Cobus. And Cobus kind of does the due diligence and said, yep, this is actually a good idea. And so we wanted to kind of talk to you about uh, this project that you're developing. It's a movie, a documentary project called For Better or Worse, uh, Giving Voice to the Unheard. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, just very briefly, what is the project, why you decided to do it, and what's your goal? Okay, so um, I've been pretty pretty interested into you know knowing what's going on between China and Africa since uh, the summer of last year, and uh, I came across the fact that most of the research is focused on the economic and political aspects of the relationship. You know, big big contracts, a lot of money, you know, pouring into Africa, and again, this kind of analysis that you know this is a new kind of neocolonialism, you know, going on. Uh, always the idea that uh, it's about exploitation of Africa, a new form of exploitation of Africa. Uh, now, I'm, I am myself of African descent, so I've started you know, to make a few phone calls to my family members in Cameroon, which is in Western Africa, and uh, I asked them, hey, you know, you know, I know that the Chinese are also there in Cameroon, what do you guys think? And they were like, well, you know, what's going on right now? It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's pretty new, and we're rather pretty happy you know, to see them actually changing things uh, in a way that has not been done in the past. So after, you know, I heard about uh, about their say, I realized that, in fact, there was like a huge gap between, you know, what most of the documentaries um, uh, portray of this phenomenon and what, you know, Africans say about the same phenomenon. So I was like, well, this gap must be filled somehow. And that's how I decided to, you know, to develop a documentary project which would give voice to the actors themselves uh, without the, sa- the same usual kind of bias that we get from documentaries from the West. And how how are you going to do that? Like how, like which? How do you actually plan to make the documentary? And which kind of actors are you going to focus on particularly? Um, okay, so uh, my 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 way to go is to start macro and then go micro. So basically, what um, what I want to investigate is the repercussions of big contracts uh, on uh, the case study of Cameroon. So uh, one of the biggest um, works that are currently taking place in Cameroon is the Kribi Deep Seaport. So it's basically a small resort t- town that the Chinese are really turning about into an international uh, transportation hub. 
So it's a huge deep seaport. They're also planning on building an airport there. Uh, they're building uh, freeways around. So that's kind of like the big starting point uh, for the investigation. Because first, they're, they're transforming the total, the, the, the total surroundings of the town. And then because this contract was signed, the, the Cameroonian government allowed thousands and thousands of Chinese immigrants to pour in, many of them being um, small business owners. So then the second level of the investigation is uh, what you know people call the Chinatowns of Yaoundé and Douala, uh, which are the two biggest cities um, in Cameroon. And they have the, those cities have like a growing Chinese population. So the aim is to see how the Chinese community and Cameroonians interact on a day-to-day -day basis. I know that this happens very frequently in the field of healthcare. Uh, because Chinese have built uh, very, very needed hospitals in Yaoundé especially. Uh, you also have a big, big trending uh, Chinese medicine, um, Chinese medicine mania. I don't really know how to call that, uh, which is a very interesting fact because it seems like traditional medicine from Cameroon finds some echo in the Chinese medicine. So you have a lot of fusion in that field as well. Uh, well, there's also the field of prostitution in Douala, which is kind of a big, a big thing uh, with many things going on. Uh, many interactions between Chinese prostitutes and, you know, Cameroonian locals, a lot of tensions with the local prostitutes who feel, you know, like they're, they're getting, you know, they're getting unfair um, competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah unfair competition. New competition that's in town in, in every, it seems like in every sense of the word. Um, let me ask you a question in terms of who, who, who's your, you know, whenever you create a project like this, you have in mind an audience. And, and when I was looking at the section of your PDF of your presentation that said why you should care, uh, yeah. you used a lot of U.S. examples. So you said according to the yes. U.S. Energy Information Agency uh, Administration, every U.S. citizen consumes an average of 714 gallons of oil per day, uh, implying that the Americans should really care about this. Are Americans your primary audience for this type of documentary? Uh. I I cannot really deny uh, the American audience because I'm currently in the United States and that's kind of like the the main place the main focus for my fundraising uh, campaign. Um, so I'm I'm mainly reaching out to you know private people to institutions here um, and I'm trying to make them understand that there is an interest into making this documentary happen even for the American audience even though it seems like it's something that is going on very far away uh, now I cannot say at the same time that I'm neglecting other audiences worldwide I'm trying to reach out actually uh, to the ch to Chinese institutions um, I've been doing so always so in Southern California and I've been told that most of the Chinese institutions uh, function uh, related to uh, local interest like geographical interest so I'm in I'm trying to reach out to the Chinese consulate Chinese embassy uh, in Cameroon via a contact that I have uh, in an embassy in um, in Shanghai uh, so I'm trying to to like you know, go on several fronts. I'll tell you uh, right now, though, that the consulate or the the embassy in Yaoundé will, will will not give you any benefit because they they take. <laughs> the, oh, I can tell you because I, I I worked with the, the embassy in Kinshasa and and, okay. and also I have friends who've tried this. They get all of their media direction from Beijing. 
They don't do anything okay. that's autonomous. So your best bet okay. should be skip Africa and go straight to Beijing because that's where A, the money is, and B, that's where the people who make the decisions are. So, okay. you know, but okay. uh, yeah. I guess, you know, before, Kobus, you know, one of the things that you and I talk quite a bit about over the years is, you know, most Americans don't give a crap. We know that. I mean, yeah. that most Americans <laughs> don't give a crap about anything that's outside their borders. This <laughs> yeah, is a country right. that has less than 10% of its population that has actually a passport. Um, for the most part, <laughs> Americans generally are not very worldly when it comes to understanding the massive changes. We know this, Cobus, just from our own statistics on our Facebook page, that the U.S. is ranked 20 of the, of our, of the countries who actually follow us. Um, this is a very low priority issue. You know, Americans, when they think of foreign policy, still are very Eurocentric in their outlook. Um, it's still a very threatening world when they when they when they think of China in many respects. So I guess you know I, I'm you know Copus and I talk a lot about the kind of apathy that exists in the United States when it comes to to understanding these kinds of issues. And I'm curious about That's, your classmates and what they think of uh, like this is so exotic. Yeah. In in fact, that's exactly the, the right term. It's exotic because I've been reaching out to so many people here in the U.S. And, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm very passionate, right? So when somebody gives me the opportunity to talk about this project, you know, I just give it everything I have. And, you know, I've been seeing, I've been witnessing in the eyes of the people who were, you know, who I was talking to. I've seen, you know, I've seen little stars shining, you know? You know, so always, <laughs> oh, my goodness, this is so exotic. I have never thought about that thing. I didn't know that such a thing was going on. I'd like to know more. No, this film is worth, you know, it's worth happening. And I have people t telling me that maybe even some broadcast um, channels here might be interesting, oh, may Lord. interested into buying such a project. <laughs> because, okay, so, you know, there's it's always the risk. You know, maybe people just talk just to say something nice. But at the same time, it happened to me so many times. It's just like, it's just, it's kind of like one plus one equals two. Every time I open my mouth and I talk about for better or worse, people are like, whoa, I didn't know. This is awesome. <laughs> Do it. Go for it. You know? So, yes, they kind of don't really care about what's going on in the rest of the world. But if you go to them and you, you know, you give them something that they can understand, you know, you translate it, you know, in like modern terms. What does it mean for you for your everyday life? Then you start rising their interest. So there's, so there's also like a challenge that I'm totally, you know, up for it to, well, to get, to take, you know. I mean, so how? when when you so when you speak to them, do you find that you have to overcome a lot of very preconceived conceptions about what Africa is like and what life in Africa is like? Do, do, do people have very strong ideas about what Africa's problems are? Or is there, you know, do you have some space to convince them about, you know, kind of about which, which particular kind of African issues to look at? Um, I would say that uh, France and maybe Europe to a greater extent, I don't know, at least for France, they have more... Um, more specific prejudices about Africa than do do Americans, which doesn't mean that Americans don't have any. Uh, but you know, Americans, it's really like, yeah, I mean, Africa is, I guess, suffering. Many of them, you know, don't really know the geography of Africa. Is it a country? Is it a continent? You know, Cameroon, we don't really know. That's okay, but they are not pretending to know anything about Africa. They come to me pretty straightforward, you know. I don't know much. You know, you got to tell me everything like A through Z. In France, and I don't, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's more a problem for me when someone doesn't know anything but pretends they do. So, yeah, in France, you have a lot of people who have hey, a lot of assumptions. Who, don't undersell you know. us Americans. We're pretty good at that. So <laughs> don't undersell us. We're excellent at not knowing anything about something. Hey, listen, we invaded Iraq and didn't know anything about it. So, yeah, yeah, don't sell us short on that. Um, so in your presentation, <laughs> you are um, – I kid because I love. Um, you, you, you say that uh, your movie is going to cost you $53,000. Uh, Okay. And okay. so let's okay. get to the let's get yes. to the brass tacks, okay? Yes. Um, so yes. you want to raise fifty three thousand dollars to do this documentary on China and Africa, in particular, for possibly the U.S. market, okay? Fair enough, uh, but relevant for everybody to see. Uh, talk to us about where you want to go, how, and how you want to spend fifty three thousand dollars. Presumably, that maybe some of our listeners might be interested in supporting you. Okay, I've been told. It- in fact, that my budget was um, under budget. Yeah, fifty three thousand is not very much, by the way, for a big international production. I'll tell you that. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. Fair enough. Um, there are a few elements to consider that you know led me to such a low price, uh, such a low um, amount. First of all, the, it, I'm working with a very very small team. So there's a director, there's an assistant camera. Um, there's uh, someone for the post-production, a cartoonist, and we might have a fourth person, you know, helping for post-production, but that's not even certain. So that's the, ma- the first element. We're a very small team, and we kind of do, like, everything ourselves. The second element, all the people who are traveling, so myself, the director, the assistant camera, and we might have someone as a PR representative, but the three people for sure are not getting paid. Um, we are just going to, you know, we just have uh, per DMs. So it's just about covering the living cost over there. That's it. All the people accepted to do this for free. Then post-production, that's kind of the, the part where I've been a little, you know, optimistic maybe because uh, I think that the post-production can be, can be finished in a matter of two to three months. Um, and for this, for this, uh, period of time, again, the people who are up for it accepted to do this job for a really, really, really tiny, uh, reward, financial reward. Um, then you also have the fact that, um, for the equipment, we're planning on getting everything online, no rental. We're acquiring all the equipment. And then over there in Cameroon, I enjoy a pretty significant uh, network of relatives, which enables me to lower the cost of production once there. Um, so those are like the elements I'm okay. actually uh, I'm actually supposed to talk to someone about the budget uh, next week. Because uh, like I said, people told me it's under budgeted, but at the same time, they really want to have a look because maybe maybe it actually makes sense. And maybe that's the, the, the right amount. I think this is the right amount. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's also something that I want to experiment. Um, I like the challenge, you know, the idea of making film with very, very little money, which doesn't mean that you are trading off part of the quality. Uh, are part of the professionalism. I think it's really about motivation, creativity, 
um, and the like. So again, that sounds so, low. Sorry to sorry to interrupt you. Um, can can you give us an idea? Like once you're actually there on the ground, um, and you actually now need to to interact with these these Chinese people and these Africans who, who you're going to be talking to. Like what what is going to be your your like you know kind of modus operandi? Like how how are, how are you gonna like once you have arrived? Like who are the first people you're going to approach? Like who are the people you're going to be focusing on? Okay, so we arrived, uh, we're going to be traveling so to Yaoundé, Douala, Kribi, and uh, the Bamileke land, Bamileke land, so Bafia, Bafusam, and maybe Bamenda. Um, so right now I have several people in my family who are trying to collect contacts uh, of people that I, we could reach out to. Um, the target in, in Kribi is going to be to shoot on the... Um, the, the construction site of the deep seaport, and in fact, I'm supposed to work on a, a letter uh, issued by my university uh, to, you know, introduce me as a student conducting some field research. So, Kribi, the main site is the deep seaport construction site. Uh, then Yaoundé, uh, I'm looking for small business owners, retailers. I'm looking for um, Chinese um, traditional medicine um stores. I'm looking for uh, yeah, Yonde, I'm looking for entry to the, um, the hospital, the main uh, hospital in Yonde how because uh, I'm trying to see let me see well, I mean, it's a pretty ambitious uh, project yes, for a yes. few months to be on yes. the ground. You're gonna, you, you, yes. boy, you're not, you, uh, you've got your work cut out for you. So, uh, the movie, or you know, when it launches, where we have all the your energy and enthusiasm is admirable, and, and with all of that, I have no doubt that you're going to be successful. Uh, for better or worse is the name of it. Uh, quick question for you: Let's, if people want to donate, do you have an Indiegogo, a Kickstarter page, kind of set up for people to kind of contribute if they want to? Want to join along in your adventure? No, uh, I used to. <laughs> I, I used to. I used to. But let's say that I've been more successful with the, my offline campaign that okay. I've been conducted so far than with the online campaign. How much have you raised, uh, by the way? Have you uh, raised 14, any? Fourteen hundred. Okay, you're off and running. Fourteen hundred. Yes. So, but let's say some of our one hundred thousand people who download our show every month want to give to you. Is there any way they can do it? Yes, uh, you have uh, international wire transfers oh. and uh, <laughs> Western Union. Okay, uh, I don't I, listen. You sound like a Nigerian email right now. You know, so I'm producing <laughs> a a movie. Please, you know. No. Please send me yeah, your, I, your your account information. Then, okay, okay, that sounds really weird, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've been in touch with the Cameroonian community here in Southern California, and people were giving me cash, you know, <laughs> and they had never seen me before. You know what, so, Cobus? You and I are doing the wrong thing here. We should be. Yeah, it's just, we, we should move into that game. Oh, yes. goodness. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, let's not, you know, we don't know how people behave. We don't know, you know, their ways of doing things. So, but no, uh, what I wanted to say, I have the, uh, I have an Amazon payments account. Okay. So this might also be a way uh, for me to receive support. Uh, so, but I need to put all the information together. Uh, okay. Because well I would. Yeah. Well, when you have that, send it – when you have like a web page or something, send it to us and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of post it out and 
I, I think I, everybody yeah. can kind of see your enthusiasm. Uh, I don't, you know what? And remember that she, this is, this amount of energy is at about 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday morning. So I only <laughs> imagine what you must be like at 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. It must be just all fire and brimstone, which is great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're going to need that energy for this project that you're undertaking. There's no doubt about yes, that. Yes, it's uh, happening. It's happening. It might sound like it's a little loose on some aspect. But <laughs> it's no, uh, I'm doer. I'm a doer. This I is can see happen. that. I can see that. Idol is a sophomore at Soka University in Orange County, California. Soon she will have a link that we will be able to share with you so that you can help send her back to uh, Cameroon to do a, a, a fascinating project on, uh, on, on Sino-Cameroonian relations. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, especially so early on a Sunday morning. Thanks for having me, guys. If people want to follow you on, on the web, is there anywhere they can follow on Twitter, on Facebook, and whatnot, to what you're doing? Yes. Uh, Twitter, uh, I guess it's Andre Orange. And I'm also on Facebook, Andre Orange. Okay. That's also my name. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Kobus, if people want to follow you, I imagine, Kobus, that your Facebook feed and Twitter feed is not going to be as interesting as hers. No, it's very, very, very no, sad no, and boring. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Facebook, I mean, come on. Facebook is not really from a professional perspective. It's not the best place to hang out, right? Okay. Uh, link, LinkedIn is more interesting. Uh, I post more interesting stuff on LinkedIn. I okay. told Delta Dogmo. Great. There we go. So, uh, Kokobus, yes. where can people find you if they want to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Stardenesk, that's S-T-A-D-E-N-E-S-Q-U-E. And you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm at E-O-Lander, E-O-L-A-N-D-E-R. I'm tweeting the top China-Africa headlines almost every day. But most importantly, you can find us over on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash China Africa Project, 175,000 people. Idle, before this show, you were not a follower of our Facebook page. Shame on you. But now I hope you will and share it with your friends. I who will, All the people course. who, here, here's what you need, here's what I want you to do. Everybody that you run into in the United States who's like, wow, golly gee, there's this big, great world out there that I didn't know anything about. Give them a little card that with our Facebook address, and that way they can kind of follow what's going on. Not only am I going to follow you, I'm going to harass you. I'm going to be everywhere get, online on get your Get in pages. there. Get in there. We want you to be in there. We, we like a good fight. Uh, and then if you want, and I hope you'll then follow us on this podcast. You can uh, look for us on iTunes at China Africa Project. We're on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on the BlackBerry Network. I'm getting us on to the Amazon Kindle Fire. We're going to be on there pretty soon. Uh, so we're trying to be everywhere. So uh, well, that'll great. that. So we have one new follower here. We got Kobus, uh, but uh, again, <laughs> follow what we'll, we'll we'll post links to what Idol's doing. And uh, until next time, thank you so much for joining us and listening to the China in Africa podcast. <laughs>